what they're doing wrong right now is everybody talks about they have open positions and they need they need techs. But what they're doing wrong is they're treating it like it was three years ago and that they have all the time in the world once they get a lead to follow up with them. I mean, we're in the digital age. It needs to be instantaneous multi-channel communication. Studies show that the average employer takes about 42 days from the time a lead comes in to actually hiring a person. And the best technicians out there today, because it is an employee's market, only have to wait about 10 days to find another job. So I hear over and over again, companies talk about, well, today people just don't care. They, they ghost us. We even send an offer letter and then they disappear. And it's usually because they're sending the offer later, letter about a week too late. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. All right, welcome back, my friends, to another episode of The Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. And I'm joined today by Jody Underhill, not to be confused with the Underhill Irrigation Manufacturer. Jody is a social media strategist who has worked with various marketing experts like Russell Brunson, Josh Nelson, Frank Kern, and he's the director of numerous companies in the digital marketing space. He has helped over 150 businesses in the development of their marketing strategy, ranging from solopreneurs to Fortune 500 companies. And he's here today to talk to us about Rapid Hire. The website's Rapid Hire Pro. And hiring is a pain point right now in our industry. And so I want to welcome Jody to the show. And before I do, I want to read a quick paragraph from his LinkedIn page, which I found, uh, which I found pretty awesome. And Jody says, stop chasing unqualified applicants. With our proven rapid hire system, we do all the heavy lifting to get you techs. And I know one thing, every irrigation company needs more techs. So Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. My pleasure to be here. Hopefully I can share some, some great information that people can take and put into place um, in their business as quickly as possible. Yeah, totally. And what I like about this is hiring is a pain point right now, and we're seeing this sort of mash up with technology. So how does somebody like yourself go from working in the digital marketing space to uh, starting a company like Rapid Hire? Uh, it, it wasn't on purpose. I'll just say that right off the bat because, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a marketer first and we just happened to use a lot of the same tools for marketing that you use to get customers. And we've kind of turned that on its ear and now we use it in order to help companies get applicants for open positions. And by, by doing that, you know, we basically, it's really today, you have to advertise for employees the same way you advertise for customers. Gone are the days of saying, you're telling everybody you need to have this requirement, this requirement, this requirement. It's still important, but you have to lead with why they should come work for you. It's the same way that you do with a customer, right? So I, I, I say this a lot. It's like you don't advertise for customers saying, we're looking for customers who have a who have a half acre yard that, that need a sprinkler system that pay their bills on time, have a 700 credit score, have the credit, have the money to be able to pay us for the work that we do whenever we arrive, and we'll come we'll come put those in your house. 
but that seems to be how we advertise for employees, right? It's like, you must have this experience and this and this, and then we'll tell you why you should work for us. Right. That's interesting. I never thought of recruiting applicants like you would advertise for customers. That's a great sort of uh, philosophy. And then I kind of veered off from your question. The question was, how did I go from being doing all that stuff to being doing it for recruiting? And the the short version is I had someone come to me who had overcommitted on recruiting in the trucking industry and asked me if I could help them solve a problem. Because like one of the things it says in there, I I help people figure out business strategies and we solve that. And I was like, wow, that looks like something we solved the problem. We staved off a bunch of refunds. And that's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and talk to trucking companies myself. Brought on about 12 carriers in a couple months. And then um, successfully doing that, then moved over, have a friend who is a very, has a big company in the home services and said, you know, let's see what we can do for you. And it's kind of grown from there, um, working with everything from sprinkler companies, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, garage door repair, uh, good um, handyman services. So it's kind of grown and so everywhere that we've implemented how we do the strategy, it's worked to get the, uh, to get the people that they need to fill their positions. And we mm-hmm. mainly use social media for running the ads to get those leads because people are hardly anyone's doing it. It's kind of an untapped territory right now to get applicants from social media versus the job boards. Interesting. So, and we were, I should have mentioned this before, we were introduced through Miles from Niad Irrigation up in Canada. And, and Miles has a, an amazing uh, service company. Uh, many employees, and I'm sure that hiring is a pain point for him, finding good techs. And I should have asked you before we started, did did Miles hire you? Did you work for him? Yes. Or how did you end up meeting yep. Miles? So Miles saw me on a, a podcast for uh, the one I'm my friend that's in the home service industry. It's Tommy Mello. He owns A1 Garage Door Repair. Um, it's the largest. He's also the home service expert and home service millionaire. And he saw me on that podcast and reached out. He went to my website and scheduled a call and went through and looked at his hiring needs. And because of that and everything that we did, um, it was, he was he mentioned, he referred me to to speak with you because he thought that so many people in the sprinkler industry might not have access or see those the things we're talking about. And you have such a following that the, the information that I share will help anyone, whether they're like Niles, who wants to hire us to come in and help with the recruiting or some of the, thing, the strategies that I talk about that you can actually implement yourself. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about hiring are there any let me see let's start with what do you think people do wrong what are they doing wrong out there what they're doing wrong right now is everybody talks about they have open positions and they need they need techs but what they're doing wrong is they're treating it like it was three years ago and that they have all the time in the world once they get a lead to follow up with them i mean we're in the digital age it's it needs to be instantaneous multi-channel communication Studies show that the average employer takes about 42 days from the time a lead comes in to actually hiring a person. And the best technicians out there today, because it is an employee's market, only have to wait about 10 days to find another job. So I hear over and over again, companies talk about, well, today people just don't care. They, they ghost us. We even send an offer letter and then they disappear. And it's usually because they're sending the offer later, letter about a week too late. They did the interview and then they wait a week to even let them know what's going on. And in looking at it, employers think they do a great job communicating their hiring process to the applicants. 
And it's like, I think it's like 78% of employers feel they do a good job. Only about 12% of employees think that the employers do a good job communicating. Wow. It's and like flipped. Yeah, it is. And um, another one shows that 79% of, of new employees feel that or say that not hearing back from a job interview causes more stress than not hearing back after a first date. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> and then, so that's the biggest thing is not communicating and taking too long in the process. Right. Yeah. And I will, let's see. So something similar when somebody joins the sprinkler community on Facebook. So this would be, I guess, a shameless plug. If you're not, right. a, if you're not a member of the sprinkler community on Facebook, go ahead and, uh, uh, sign up to join us. You can just, you know, find it on Facebook sprinkler community. When they do, I send a personal video, a welcome video to them. And I try to do it as soon as possible. Kind of like what you just said. I, I try not to wait three, four five or a week later. I try to do it like that day or the next day. So they feel like they were heard and seen and welcomed into the community. Right. And the other thing is, is doing it as you don't, and most companies are doing it very manually. Um, it's just having automations in place that can help do that as well. And that's one of the things that this kind of our system does is helps with that part of it to continue to communicate with people because even doing a great job, people are still going to ghost you. It's just, there's no, you know, there's no ramifications if they ghost, right? if they just disappear because it's so easy in the digital age um, to be able to do that. So the more communication, the better. And just like I said, sending the video, um, sending those communications. What we do as soon as someone opts in, and this is a tip that everyone can implement. Mm. Whenever you get an application in, um, like I said, we do most of ours through social media with Facebook and Instagram. We're starting to do stuff on TikTok, but we get the lead comes in. And we feed that into our system and we're taking them off of social media and putting them into, a, uh, into our system so that we can communicate with them instantly. But what I hear from people again and again on social media is the leads are no good because people say, who are you? How did you get my phone number? Why are you texting me? Because they wait to communicate. As mm -hmm. soon as they opt in with us, our system instantly sends a picture of the ad and a message to them. So you don't get who are you? Why are you texting me? Because it's the ad they just opted in from and they're receiving a picture of it. Does it cost a little bit more to send an MMS rather than just an SMS? You know, the message with the, the image? couple of cents yes but you know you're looking to hire technicians and a technician a, a te an empty truck an empty technician spot for most companies is somewhere between 15 to twenty-five thousand dollars a month in unrealized revenue potential so it's worth two or three cents a piece for sending text messages with a picture to increase that engagement mm -hmm. um, and, and anyone can can do that you can even do it manually um, so it, it's just it's about instantly getting in front of them to we want to move them through and disqualify them as quickly as qualify them. Okay. Well, and I do want to get into your, how your system works and your process, but you just said the T word, which got my attention and the T word being TikTok. How the hell it does TikTok, how's that relevant to hiring? Right. So, um, I will be saying that right now I'm speaking strictly from theory because I have not implemented everything we're doing right now is Facebook and Instagram. Um, okay. with, with TikTok, the reason it will start to work is they have now instituted and implemented lead forms, just like you have with you run ads on Facebook. So if you look at Facebook and Instagram with job ads, most people run a job ad off of their Facebook page and it's very limiting. You can only basically put text in there. What we do is we run it through our business, through a business manager account. So you can put an image, you can put a video and use a lead form for them to fill out their first name, last name, email, and phone number. 
how TikTok is going to make that work, or it's going to work on TikTok from what we can see, is with that lead form, when they see that, because if you look at it now, if you scroll through there, most of the ads on TikTok are from, you know, the the, the sneakers that you can put on without untying them, you know, if you've, you've been on there, or the ones for, you know, they have the different, or the the, the yoga pants that form fit, or the, the men's t-shirts that hide your beer belly, that's what you mainly see. But you're going to see that expanding, and right now when you click on it, it goes to a website. What's going to happen with this is when you click on it, you're going to go to a lead form very similar to what Facebook has so they can enter their first name, last name, email, and phone number. Very similar. And there's probably going to be less restrictions on TikTok um, with what the ad can say. Um, on Facebook, it's called Facebook owns Instagram, so it's both. They are very, very limiting on what you can do and say because they're looking for any reason to look at something as being discriminatory. Um, TikTok, because it's a little more liberal, I mean, it's kind of like the wild, wild west of things right now. If you don't think so, just scroll through a few things on your For You page and you'll see things that, you know, that, you know, most and teenagers are on there and you're like, oh, wow. But it's like a wild, wild west, but you're going to see those ads where you click, you'll be able to go to it and fill in your information. And you're going to be able to start to target geographically, which is what you need to do for hiring. Okay. So I'd like to dig in, unpack and understand the rapid hire system. Could we start from, let's say you, let's say I was going to become a, a potential client of yours and we were working together. Where would we start? What kind of conversation would we have? Right. The first conversation we have is what type of techs are you looking to hire? What are the, what are the benefits for the technician? What is the pay range? And then what are the requirements that you need that they need to have? And then from there, we look at how many are you needing to bring it, bring on. Once we look at that, then we look we look at what is the reason that someone is going to leave a company that they're currently working for and come work for you? Because the good techs are working for someone. Right? Whenever you go to the job boards, and I'm not going to name them, because for it, but if you go to the job boards, everyone knows who they are. They start with like the initials Indeed um, and ZipRecruiter. But when you go there, you're mainly getting people who are going to those job boards and they're going there and have an application. So... Most of them may not be the type of person that you really need because they're going there and they're unemployed for a reason. We want to put it in front of people when they're just scrolling so that we can mm -hmm. put it in front of people who are working for someone. So back to that. Because they're the not thing? looking for a job. They have right. a job. They're not looking. One in four, one, only one in four Americans are actively, whether they're working or actively searching for a job when they found the one they have. So almost 75% of people are passive job seekers, meaning they're not going to the job boards. And how many technicians are sitting there to have their resume laying around ready to upload? Most don't. We find that with our system, because we have it there, they can add a resume if available, but we find about 70% of our applications that we get in do not have a resume attached because yeah. I mean, it's not, you're not applying to be, you know, to be an accountant. It could also be like a, a barrier because some techs might say, well, shoot, I, I don't even know how to write one. And that seems difficult. So I, no, no, thank you. Yeah. And if you, even if you go Google how to write a resume, there's 42 different versions of it. And do you need a cover letter? And which, 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 how do you put it chronologically from beginning to end? How do you put that? Do you put references in there? It just, it overwhelms them. And so they just stop. Right. Yeah. And it's and uh, a lot of techs. They're just thinking, Hey, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've worked on every type of irrigation system. I know how to fix every valve service, every controller. How do I even put that on a resume? Right. And so what we do is, so we, with that, we figure out why they're going to come work for you. Some people have a sign on bonus, some don't, but there's also things today 
other than pay. It used to be that it was just pay. So we dig into what makes working for your company different. So do you have new trucks because techs are tired of being broke down on the side of the road in older vehicles? Do you have there's supply chain issues right now? If we so if I come work for you, are you going to have a steady flow of leads coming in? Are you going to be able to get the equipment that we need in order to be able to complete jobs so that I can get paid, whether they're paid hourly or if they have hourly plus performance pay? They have to know that there's upside potential and they're going to be able to work as much as they want to. Today, those are as important as the pay and as the benefits, knowing okay. that I'm going to be able to not I'm not going to be sitting around for two, a couple of days because the truck won't run. So what you're saying, it sounds like, is that money is a factor, but mm -hmm. it may not be the biggest factor because I think you're right. Who wants to make more money but have a beat up, broken down truck that they, that they risk, you know, breaking down on 95 outside New York? Right. That would be terrible. Right. And the end technicians today, the, on the, young, the younger technicians are more interested in the flexibility as, and, and, and lifestyle as well as the pay, right? Because they don't want to work. Six and you know, six six or they don't want to work seven days a week. They don't want to work 12, 15 hours a day, right? That's more about I want to come to work. I want to do this. I'm going to do a great job, but then I also need to have the flexibility to have a personal life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you put together these factors. Why do they want to come work for you? Why should they come work for you? Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens next? So then we get images. We get we get all those details of the job description, the pay, and those things. And then we want images of people with logo shirts on and the trucks with logos on them doing work because we those social media is very visual you want to have the pictures of people actually doing the job that you're advertising for so if you know you have them actually you know if they're you know, installing pipe they're putting sprinkler heads on whatever they're doing you want the pictures of them doing that and also the pictures of the trucks are is a bigger deal than most people think because they want to see what am i going to be driving am i going to be embarrassed you know, to drive around in the, in this, in the vehicle that, that you're, that you have there. And so we put those in place and then we get to our graphic artist and our graphic artists then take the best benefits of the job and then put them superimpose them onto the images with the logo to make it something that's very eye catching because what we have to do is stop the scroll. Anytime mm -hmm. you run an ad on Facebook or Instagram, what I tell people is you want to do your best to make it so that if you're watching back this most some people on here might not be old enough to remember um, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's where the the big ball is. He's in the the cave and the big ball. He pulls the thing and the big ball's rolling down. You want to have it so amazing that it's going to cause Indiana Jones to look while he's running away from that rock. That's what you <laughs> want to do. Stop the scroll and get them to open it to see what it's about. Um, and we put you know, put those and we don't just use one image. We need three or four and we put different information on the images. And we run them so that we can test which one gets the better quality of lead and applicant so that we can then expand on that. It's just, it's marketing, right? Like I said, I've done marketing for years. Now we're marketing for employees instead of marketing for customers. Mm -hmm. Then once we put that in place, when we put the ads out there again, it's like I said before, you know, having the leads, getting the leads in and then instantly starting to communicate with them so that we can see what the application looks like. And if it's something that the client wants to talk to somebody, the client wants to talk to. Yep, the other thing it. that we have implement now also is a video interview. Um, we do that because you want to be able to see what the person looks like. Do they, you know, how do they communicate? Because they are going to be going to people's homes. Granted, they're going to be outside, so it's not as critical as if they're going in the home. But you still want to make sure it's somebody you want to have representing your brand, and you get to know a little bit about the person because we have 
we have interviews where the people don't get out of bed. They're laying in bed doing the interview, going through the drive-through at, at McDonald's. And one of the ones that I share all the time is the guy that's sitting there. He doesn't realize that he answers the first question, doesn't realize the camera's rolling, and he fires up a one-hitter pipe <laughs> so on, the, on the video. <laughs> um, so you never know what you're going to see. And then yeah. so when you have the application and that video, now you can decide if it's somebody that you want to have an interview with. So when I talked about like we do the heavy lifting, it's getting the application, running the ads, getting the applications, looking those over, getting the video interview, and then saying, okay, all right, Kay, Andy, here's this person, here's Jim, here's his, his experience, here's his video, take a look at this and let us know if that's someone you would like to interview. And wow, wow. so, that, so um, I'm going to go back to this. So you, you create this ad and its goal is to stop the scroll. So you, you've stopped the scroll, they click on it. Where do you take them when they click the ad? Sure. We take them to a, a lead form where we're, okay. we have details about the job, stolen that lead form, and we're only looking for their first name, last name, email, and phone number. Okay. Because we want to move them off of it. And a lot of people run ads on Facebook and they have them click and go to Messenger. And there's nothing wrong with that except the fact that you can only talk to them when they're on Facebook. And after uh, after about a week and a half, Facebook doesn't let you communicate with them anymore. <laughs> so we want to move them off of Facebook into our system. So we're communicating with them via text. We're communicating with them via email and also putting sending them ringless voicemails all in to get them to move to the step of filling out the application. So they're only filling out those four bits of information, first name, last name, email, and phone number. You right. know why to we get don't them, ask? To get them in, once they're in, then you can send the actual application later. That makes sense because if you had them try to fill out the application after the click, they'd say, oh, I, I don't have time for this right now because I'm standing in line to get a cup of coffee and I saw this ad and I clicked it. I don't have time to do the application. That's right. great. Then the other part of that is, is then having them in a nurture, what we call a nurture sequence is because most people when they get it, they might not go back and look at it. So we're sending them a text message and an email every day for about five days. We get down to like day number four and they haven't done it. So we pull out the stuff and every time we're sending it to them, we're using their first name and we our, our artificial intelligence in our system. We call it Allie because I think it's funny. Um, so we, we were talking to them. We'd be like, hi, Andy, this is Allie with ABC Sprinkler. We got your information from our Facebook campaign. If you've got this, this, and this experience, go ahead and officially apply with a link to go to the application page. And on that application page, we build it out with the company, the customers, trucks, you know, their logo, their fonts, their colors. No one ever knows our name, but the company. And so we have that there for them to fill out the information. And we have the job description next to it. So they don't have to leave the page. Much like a sales funnel, you only want people to take one action that's fill out their information and click submit. The same thing here. Fill out the application and don't go anywhere. There's no buttons to click. There's no about us or anything else. And the biggest thing is you want, if you have it, and if you put a video on the page that automatically plays, that engages them instantly with what the job is about so that they can see that while they're filling the information out. Mm, I know that's sense. a big mouthful. That's a lot of stuff, but... That's yeah, and again, I'm uh, thinking that most of these uh, people are working in another job. So really what we're doing, what you're doing is sort of stealing, maybe that's the wrong word, <laughs> enticing employees that work at other companies to come work you know, for a new company through social media lead form and nurturing because right. they're not out there looking for a job. So the 75% of the techs that are out there are not looking. And so you're just getting them into this, into this process. Right. The other thing that's very important on your ads is to make sure that you make them shareable. 
uh, you've probably seen that if you've been on mm-hmm. Facebook, like, hey, can you make this shareable? Because yep. you know, people can tag someone, but that may or may not show up in their newsfeed. They may or may not, not see it. But if the share button is there and they click share and they send it, it sends them a direct message. So it shows up in Messenger for them. Um, that increases. We see about 20% of our leads come from people sharing the ad because Facebook is very, very strict on what they allow. Um, and so you can, if you can't get really narrow on the targeting, if you p- try to put too many interests, they're going to tell you you're being discriminatory um, and not let you run the ad. The other thing is the reason we only ask for first name, last name, email, and phone number is because if you ask where they live, that is a discriminatory practice. Mm. <laughs> not, wow. not discriminatory to the, to any regulatory agency. It's discriminatory to Facebook. Um, I learned that the hard way with trucking. I came in, we had 12 carriers, had about 147 different ad sets running. And I came in to every ad set we had running to being rejected for discriminatory practices because we ask what state the person lived in. Wow. <laughs> so you can't even, that's why we only ask for such limited information. The more information you ask for, the more stringent they get on what you can do with the ad. Wow. You know, I'm just thinking that, you know, what's, since this is 2022, it makes total sense that you could be successful doing this on social media. And I'm sure there's a certain percentage of people out there that say, you know, well, irrigation techs and irrigation installers and such, they're not really on social media because these guys are sort of analog types. But when I heard you say that you did this for truckers, you know, if, if truckers are on social media, then yeah, the landscape industry is on social media. Everybody, basically. I mean, do you know what the largest growing um, group of people on social media is today? People that are 70 years of age and older. And I have two theories on that. One is they're the only ones left. But the other theory is they're going on there so they can see pictures of their grandchildren. Um, But when you look at it with the statistics and you look at the different age groups, whenever you get to old farts like me that are baby boomers, over over 48% are active on social media every day. When you move down one step to the next level of people, it's around it's around 72%. And when you get down to the, the, the Gen X, then it's around 90% are on social media every day. The average person in North America spends two and a half hours a day on social media. That's, that yeah. can be between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, but we find the most, most activity is on Facebook and Instagram. And that's, that's also the easiest place to put ads that get in front of people. And that's why we go there. Okay. Uh, do you have any, let's say sort of parallel success stories with another sort of service company and, and how they were able to use your platform to, uh, generate some new hires? Absolutely. So like I said, we're, we're not, or, um, Miles saw me was on the podcast with Tommy Mella, right? He has a A1 garage door repair. He's in 30 markets in 20 cities here in, in the U S. Um, whenever we came to work for him, okay, started working with him, he was getting on, on average about seven new technicians a month going through his training. Um, since we've come in in the last six months, we've helped bring in over 150 technicians, uh, just through utilizing Facebook and Instagram and our system uh, for doing that, for doing that. We also work with like the largest cabinet manufacturer in the U S they have 34 open positions at any given time. Uh, We work with 
you know, with HVAC companies, you know, hiring seven or eight technicians in a, in a three month time frame. We actually, what happens sometimes we get so good, Andy, that mm -hmm. we fill up their trucks because the thing that's <laughs> happening we're seeing right now is people are having trouble getting trucks and getting vehicles, they're getting vans. Um, we have one um, that we just, they just paused the service because they had eight open positions when we started with them um, in mid-November. And two weeks ago, they had all their trucks full. And they said, we have, we need to pause because we can't get any more trucks for another three months. Um, so we have wow. it set up where the way we work with this, we work with every, every company in order to make it so that it's a solution that fits what their needs are. Now, granted, if it's, you need one person, it's probably not going to be the right fit, but you can take some of the things I'm talking about. But like I said, we work with everything from handymen to, um, to, to hiring uh, HR managers. We, their mm -hmm. system works kind of for across the board uh, for doing that. But like I said, if you, on the website that you know, repetirepro.com, you go down there, there's four or five testimonials of people that have utilized the system and you know, have done so very quickly in order to be able to bring people on board. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, and, and what we, what we might hear and sort of predicting what questions might be coming from the audience listening is that there really are not a lot of irrigation techs. There really is not a training school you can go to pretty much irrigation is learn in the field, right? Someone has to train you, get started and learn in the field. So is there anything you could say to someone who might be thinking, that the only people that are going to respond are those that have no training or no experience in irrigation and what could how could they you know train that person sure so there's i'll answer it and i'll unpack it in two ways the first is yes you're going to get people who apply that have no experience if you run ads for apprentices you know no experience necessary paid training now, if you're looking for apprentices you're going to get what you need to fill that in if you look at, um, when you look for experienced technicians, it's going to be tougher. It's just because there's not as many. But what you, with, the, with looking for the experienced technicians, looking at, you know, like I said, what are those reasons they're going to leave and putting the, putting the requirements and then doing things like some companies have gone to adding a sign-on bonus so that they can get somebody to come over. Now, if you do a sign-on bonus, you also, it has to have you know, so it has to have some teeth in it and they don't get it immediately. Like for instance, we have people that offer a $3,000 sign-on bonus. They get $1,000 after their first 30 days, they get $1,000 after six months and they get the $3,000 after a year, right? So they're True. not coming That's in, getting the thing and leaving. So those idea. are you know, some of the things that, that you can do with that. But if it's having the understanding and having the, a training program in place is always going to be the best answer. But like I said, you're going to, advertising for exactly what you're looking for is going to be the best thing, but think what, about what your offer is before you run that. And okay. a lot of the companies are going to, I mean, if you think about it, how long does it take to, there is no official school for, you know, for sprinkler installation, or sprinkler mm -hmm. technician, but what does it take for, in order for them to be able to be, to go out and be able to work on their own? How long does it take them to do that? And if you are training them and you are paying them properly, then you're going to be able to take those employees Keep them, train them the way you want to, and keep them long term. I hear that more and more. I talk with companies in all different, um, in all different um, venues or all different trades, and I talked to one yesterday. They do nothing but dryer vents, and he said, "I don't want anybody with experience. I only want, I only want people that I can train because I don't want to have to break bad habits." <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's a, it's two ways of looking at it.
Right. Yeah. What is your take on performance pay, you know, in that regard? So the way we position that, um, for it's, I don't have a, it's not a, I'm the first of all, what I'd tell people is I'm not a, uh, I'm not a home service owner or owner of a trade kind of trades company. So I don't know how to implement each of the things. What I do is I know how to attract them based on what you do, but you can look at it two ways. One is with the hourly rate, they get paid per hour for how many hours they're working and they know what they're going to make. With performance pay, and I said, and I love the fact that you use the word performance pay because the thing that's a bad word is commission only or commission pay because they look at it just seems so negative where performance pay is I'm being paid for the performance. And the way that you position that is with performance pay, you have the, uh, you have unlimited basically upside potential. Your limitation is only on how many, how much you can sell. But if you are using performance pay, there has to be a good lead flow. And you have to be able to have the parts, pieces, and equipment and be able to you know, do that so that they're not waiting. The biggest thing I see with performance pay when people leaving companies with performance pay is they get in there and it's the instability of their paycheck. One week they make $1,200. The next week they make $350. Um, and it's not, it may not be their fault. It may be because they only got six tickets to run on for the whole week. And so the lead flow has a big deal to do that. If you have a constant lead flow, one of the things we put on our application pages for those companies that have it is that you will have a constant lead flow because you will have an assigned dispatcher or there's a team of dispatchers. So having that, showing them the potential for that. Um, a lot of companies, when they have that potential, they, I've got, you know, we've got companies that pay, you know, that and it, sometimes we get shut down on Facebook because they say it's an unreasonable thing. But we have companies that plumbing companies whose average plumber because of performance pay makes over one hundred fifty to one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. And we have that conversely down to customer service reps that are you know, paid hourly. But then we have them that are paid hourly plus um, a commission on the jobs that get booked from them handling the calls. And that person then goes from making forty thousand dollars a year to making seventy thousand dollars a year. And I have a. My theory on the thing with CSRs, because people want to pay them $16, $18 an hour. Think about how much are you paying to make that phone ring? Right. So a lot of times in the trades, you're you're paying $50 to $100 to make the phone ring, and you have an $18 an hour employee answering that $100 call. Would it be better to have a person, you know, they're paying a little bit more and they get a higher close ratio on those calls because of having it that next level? And it doesn't have to be you know, $30 an hour. We see a huge difference just changing the rate of pay from like $13.50 an hour to $16 an hour. Hmm. That jumps the quality of the, of the applicant. Um, even with, so with dispatchers, it needs to be, you know, $18 to $20 an hour to start. And those that kind of moves the needle. Yeah, um, there'd be a good those. ROI on that. Like you said, they can close more opportunities and potentially, you know, capture a little bit more revenue in the process. Right. Everybody makes more. That's yeah. the, that's the, the key. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you've seen from your experience where based on the data that the applicant fills out, you know, that they're an A player, you know, how do you, how does a company determine an A player? It's the application. They can say anything they want on the application, right? What makes the determination as we have it on there is the checkbox of can we will can we contact this employer to ask them about your performance if they don't check the box a lot of times 
it's not going to be, it's not going to wind up being the, the best person to even have a conversation with. Now we do balance that with the video interview uh, whenever they fill that out. But whenever they check, yes, you can, you can speak to my former employer. 85 to 90% of the time, that winds up being somebody that the, that the business winds up hiring because of the conversation they have with them. So we, we find that. And right. then we also coach the employers. And again, every employer has their own hiring process. Everyone has their own questions they ask in the interview. Um, but there's a, a great book that was written about, about hiring and recruiting called Who. And in that book, one of the things, a key takeaway I got from that is whenever you ask the person, Whenever I call, you ask people, you know, what is your strengths? What is your weakness? And everybody mm -hmm. takes their weakness and turns it into a strength. So the way that you counter that is you say, Andy, whenever I call your former employer and I ask them what your weaknesses are, were, what do you think they're going to tell me? And that and gets I show them up late to every day. <laughs> right. That's going to get them. Not to, me. I'm just saying. No. Yeah. Of course. So, um, but that kind of whenever you position, way it's just a a few words different, but it gets a completely different response. And you'll so, get an honest answer because it's not what they think; it's actually what someone else thinks is their weakness. Right. Yeah. And it's not yeah. if; it's when I call. <laughs> Even if right. you're not going to, when I call. So, what would happen if? the candidate was still working at this other company. They just simply didn't want you calling their boss because they didn't want their current boss knowing that they were looking at another job. Well, in that case, then they should not have a problem taking the step of doing the video interview okay. and answering yeah. the questions then, because it's amazing what comes across in that video interview. And it, I mean, you, even until like, well, should you worry about that whenever it's just like a, a, a lower pay or like a helper or something? And my answer is yes. Because you want to hire for typically what most people want to do, no matter what the experience is, you want to hire for attitude. You know, right. hire for values. Ask them some value questions. Ask them get see how they respond, see how they act on camera. And some people are going to be like, I don't. They'll, they'll respond and go, I don't feel comfortable doing the video. Not a problem. That's somebody you have a conversation with because now you can talk to them. But mm -hmm. for the most part, if somebody wants the position they're usually not going to have that much of a problem doing the video interview. And it's not tough. It's no different than FaceTiming. You just take your phone, you click the button and it asks the question and it records. You know, you right. just record it on your, on your phone. So, so I, I recently uh, got back from an e-commerce conference and there was a speaker talking about hiring and their recommendation was to do a group video interview. So if you have 10 people, you put them all on a zoom call and you, you know, look at their facial expressions when you ask a question. Have you had an experience doing group interviews? Um, yes, we have one of our clients. Actually, it's a plumbing company in Columbus, Ohio, and they do that. Right? They, the leads come in and then they do a Zoom call. And what they do it, they don't necessarily call it a, a, a group interview. But what they're doing is they're doing it as a information session, explaining to them, helping them understand about the company what the company is founded on, the beliefs, the, how the company works, why they do the things the way they do, what they expect, what the benefits are. So they're covering that, not having to have that conversation you know, 10 times individually. And then, but in doing that, they do ask some questions, they ask for interaction, and then they can, so they can do that. So it's a little bit intimidating doing a group interview um, in, in for, you know, at that, for like technicians, but whenever you do it so that it's an informational, they come there, it's kind of like, I'm coming to, to, to watch kind of like watch a video and see, you know, see what the company's about, but then they can also check, check their engagement and do that. And I that kind of gives idea. them a feel whether to move to the next step. Yeah. You could probably even do that one-on-one -on -one. instead of saying, Hey, let's do a, a zoom interview. You could say, 
we'd like to have an information session with you. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and I know that it's still, you're always being interviewed until you get the job. Everything is technically part of the interview process, but it takes the pressure off. I like yeah. that. The other thing that I don't see a lot, but the ones that do it, and we see a, a huge increase in the quality of the hire. I'm going to say the quality of the applicant, the quality of the hire, and they turn into being more of an, an A player. And that's with companies that do a ride along before hiring. So what they'll do is they'll have the candidate ride with a technician for, it can be half a day, it can be a full day. They ride with the technician and at the end of the time, the technician fills out a survey based on, on what they feel the, the person did. Like, did they engage with the customer? Did, were they on their cell phone the whole time? You know, did they, because they'll, when you do an interview, it's kind of like a first date, right? There's, you go on a first date, the real people aren't there. They send their best representatives, right? <laughs> Even though they're there. And so with a, an interview, it's kind of the same thing. You're telling, you know, you're putting on your best face. You're answering everything that you possibly can. But whenever that person goes and rides with a technician, they're going to tell that technician stuff because there's a, there's a rapport built because they're more on a, the same level. It's not a boss employee. It's employee employee kind of thing. And they'll say things and, and let them know that. And they'll also be more themselves. And then finding out that the technician, of course, they need to be a great technician that you, you know, feel comfortable with doing that. But getting their feedback will can weed through a lot of people that would not be the best fit mm-hmm. and make sure that those that you are hiring are somebody that they feel is going to be a good fit for the company. Yeah, great, great points. Do you have any data that you could share on the typical cost to hire someone? Yes. You know, what should a irrigation or sprinkler company be looking to spend to recruit one or 10 people? Right. So it, it varies depending on the area. That's the, there is no, there is no like this spend this much because Milwaukee, Wisconsin is different than Orlando, Florida is different than Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. so it ranges greatly. But what I, I tell people is depending on how many positions that you need, it's easier for me to talk about the ad spend that you need to get in order to fill, get the lead flow you need for being able to hire people. I will tell you that you'll probably need to go through, I would say somewhere around a hundred leads that you're going to go through and those hundred leads are going to turn into about 20 applications. And from those 20 applications, you're going to hire about one person. Wow. So if you look at the typical lead cost, what you're going to be looking at spending is probably somewhere around around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for between the marketing between the service and between the ad spend to get that person through your process and hired and in the truck yeah and And they're losing that every day by not having someone so it seems like a small price to pay if you really can get a hundred down to twenty down to one it seems to me like a lot of hundred is a lot of leads but i guess that is what it is it's but it's the thing is, is that with, with that, with that hundred leads, it's just how this thing works, right? And people are like, wow, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. No, it's just reality. And I don't want to create any false pretenses for anyone out of that hundred leads. 50 of them are never going to fill out, take the next step. They're just going to, they're going to have filled out the information to see what's there. And then you're never going to hear from them. They're ghosts. Yep. They're just gone. Now I will, uh, there's a, but you can do something with them. And I'll talk about that in just a second. So they don't, you never hear from them right now. Um, then of the 50 that, that you do hear from, some of them will tell you, they'll either say that something's wrong or they can't do this, can't do that. And you get the, the 20 applications and from those 20 applications, you're going to get about half of them are going to do the video interview. So you're going to come down to, to that level and be able to, but the thing is, is that it's never a shortage typically of leads. 
what it comes down mm -hmm. to is what are the, the requirements? Because I can tell you, it's probably easier to hire a sprinkler technician than it is to hire a journeyman electrician who has had to go through four years. They have to have a master's license in it as an electrician. And it's going to be harder to hire that electrician than it's going to be to hire a sprinkler technician. Wow. Because there's not a quote unquote license that they have to have to say that they do that. Just like it's easier to get an HVAC technician than it is to get a plumber. There's just different levels and for doing that. But those 50 that you don't hear from, what we do with them is we put them into a long-term nurture sequence. And we have a company right now who has probably, I think it was 300 no-contact leads. And we've been working with them for about three and a half months. And that's really not a huge number. It seems like it's like huge numbers. but it's So what they did is they went through and say, hey, you filled out information a little while back. We're actually having a hiring event. And we would like to invite you to come to our to come to our shop so that we can get to know you a little bit better and tell you more about the position. And from that, they have eight people that have signed up that they're going to be there. And they you know, we put them in a nurture sequence and we get them you know to come in there. Um, and the last time they did that, of those eight, they hired three of them. And wow. so this time, you know, they're so now they go back and every now and then you do it because here's what happens. It's kind of like it's you have to get it hit them at when it's exactly the right time on their watch because some people will fill out the information but it's going to take a couple months until okay now i'm ready and so that's why we put them into a long-term nurture sequence and we even have people that you know they interviewed and that they come back and by having a communication process where they have a number that they can tech that are re receiving text messages from and that they can text back to it's surprising how many people come back we have people that are being hired right now at companies that are coming through and they're starting now that we got the information. They filled out the lead form in November. So you, wow. you and you're always going to be hiring. So you want to keep that there. And that candidate database becomes your database. We don't share leads across companies. Everything we do is in your name. Everything we do is for you. And so it always it makes it so that you kind of go back and just like your customer list. Right, you have you have bring leads in for for customers, and you go back and you do reactivate them. The same thing here. Yeah, uh, that was a seems very like long a, answer to your short question. Such but. a much better way to generate a much larger hiring pool, um, because you're yeah, you're you're tapping into that seventy five percent that are not looking. So if twenty five percent are going to the job boards, and they're seeing everybody else's advertisements, you're actually able to tap that 75%, generate 100 leads down to 20, down to hiring a couple. And then those other, you know, 80 leads that or 50 that got ghosted, you can keep building the ghosting pool, and then tap into those when they're become ready later on. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant. Because right. if you think about it, whenever they go to the job board, they're seeing your job description with everyone else's. Whenever they see the ad in their newsfeed on social media, there's usually not three or four job ads in a row, right? It's one. Yeah, and the job board is a is a text-based description. There's no lifestyle truck video engagement. There's none of that. And you can bring all that to the table. I think that's yeah. fantastic. So and that's that's the thing that like I said, and that's the the untapped market for employees. And if you look at it, I mean, you know, I'm in I, I live in South Carolina. I'm in a tiny little town. And even here in tiny little town, South Carolina, close to the Smoky Mountains, Bojangles and, and, and McDonald's are across the street from one another. On the McDonald's marquee right now, it says $15 an hour and a $500 sign-on bonus. 
right, for a crew member. And they pay for college tuition. <laughs> Bojangles, sign in the drive-thru. New crew members start at $14 an hour. Everywhere you go, it's hiring, hiring, hiring. And they're putting those signs there. But if you've scrolled through social media lately, how many employment ads have you seen? This is for all of you that are listening to this. Go on your social media feed, scroll through Facebook, scroll through Instagram, and look at how many employment ads do you see? I will tell you, very, very, very few. I can't think that I've seen one. Right. I can't remember one. And if you if usually, and if they do have it, they don't understand targeting. Um, Cause I did this uh, talk. I, I also, I'm a, um, a, a coach for marketing companies. I've been, cause I did that for a long time. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, do, I, co- I help marketing companies understand how to put things in place. And, and from, you know, from, from doing that, I had somebody that I talked about recruiting back in, I was down in December in Miami. I actually went to Miami next week to do the same thing again. And I talked about recruiting and I had someone who stayed in Fort Lauderdale for the, for like the weekend. And they said, Hey, I saw this ad for, for a plumber. Is this you? And I was like, no, here's the thing, (laughs) right? That's an ad for a plumber in Charlotte, North Carolina. You are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, (laughs) Yeah. What is the reasoning behind that targeting? <laughs> right. So, so that so absolutely. If it was, I would be ashamed of myself because that is you target by where you where you need where the people live. So what that tells me is they targeted on Facebook. The first level there is people who live in or have recently been in this location. Mm-hmm. So, right. True. Uh, right. So yeah. you, you got to have it so that it's people who live in this location. Fascinating. Let's see. So I think we're kind of, um, I've learned a lot today through the process. I'm glad we kind of went through the ad strategy, creating the ad, getting it in front of people, um, clicking, nurturing, texting, following up. Um, is there anything else that you think landscape and irrigation contractors should keep in mind uh, as they're out there right now looking to hire people? Right. And I mean, it's, it's like I talked about it at the beginning of it. It is, you know, take the time to move someone through the process as quickly as possible and understand and map out what your hiring process is. Don't fly by the seat of your pants. Now, granted, I know well, I only need to hire a couple of people. Understood. But what are those steps that those people need to take? Who is going to do the interview? What are the interview questions? I see so many people that just fly by the seat of their pants, even on the interview. So, but I'm going to, they're going to, as soon as we get that in, they're going to fill out the application. As soon as the application is filled out, we're going to review it. We're going to have a pre-screening call because some of you have what we call non-negotiables, right? Because if they're going to be driving your, your vehicle, have you had a major traffic violation in the last three years? Have you had a DUI in the last seven years? Why do you need to ask those questions? Because of insurability reasons. If they have that, they're not going to be able to drive your company vehicle because, or if they do, your insurance is going to go up through the roof. Ask those questions. Like, have you had a felony? Whatever questions you need to ask, make sure you know what those are and so that they move to that next step. And who is going to do the interview and what is the final decision going to be when it is? How are they going to know that they're offered the job? Are you just going to call them? Are you going to send them an official offer letter? Map out that process ahead of time so that you're not scrambling around wondering what's happening next. That's why so many applicants fall off is because the companies don't really have a step-by-step hiring process that they've mapped out. 
That's the, the, the biggest thing is have that. And other than that, it's getting the information yeah. in front of people and moving and, them through that process. And the, and the companies that work with you, are you able to help them understand and create that map, that process? Yeah. So what we do is we actually map it out and then we look at exactly what that process is going to be. And we don't just do the nurturing to get the application filled out or to get the video interview. Once we schedule the interview with the customer, we put that into a nurture sequence as well. So we're nurturing the candidate and we also are sending text message reminders and email reminders to the hiring manager or the person that's going to be interviewing them because it's not always the tech, the candidate that doesn't show up for the interview. <laughs> Sometimes the, you know, the hiring man, you bit me, come on. We're business owners, they're running around, you're busy and things fall through the cracks. But whenever you get that reminder, it goes a lot quicker. Um, but yeah, we map out every step of the process so that we make sure that our process and the automations that we put in place fits everything in your company. So there's no, there's nothing that falls through the cracks. I've said that a couple of times, but everything we do should make things easier for you and the candidate. Nothing we do should make anything harder. Got it. That's great. It's kind of like a, sounds almost like a concierge hiring service. Right. It, it, it is. And we don't, we don't actually talk to the candidates. We have everything in automation. Um, mm -hmm. If we do have a concierge level where we're actually talking to them as you, as your company, um, and that's, that's kind of a reserved for larger companies. And I don't want to, like I said, I've talked about big companies, but we work with every size. You know, if you're needing to hire one or two, we probably wouldn't be the best fit. You can take some of the things we talked about. You know, if you have two or three positions and you need two or three people in each of those positions, we have a solution that fits just about every company. And what I tell people is, you know, you can go to the website, you schedule a call. I'm going to record the call for you. I'm going to show you everything that how our system works and I'm going to send you a recording of that and I'll, so that every person has the best experience possible talk, working, talking with us. Even if you choose us not to be a fit, I want you to walk away from the call having gained information that you can implement and put to use in your company because mm -hmm. we want to make sure that anybody that has an interaction with us has a positive experience because we never know who that person might know. Just like, yeah. just like Miles, if he even he hadn't become a, a client, the fact that he had a great experience. He referred me to you before he even signed up. <laughs> that's, how, that's how confident he was based on the experience that he had just for me going through and sharing our recommendations. And that's what I call it. It's our, it's not here, let me, it's not a sales call. It's a recommendations call. We're providing yeah. recommendations for how you need to go about hiring for the open positions that you have. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and I think that we do hear that it is hard to hire people, but I would challenge if you're listening and thinking, man, I can't hire anyone. Are you just saying that you can't hire anyone? H have you tried? Mm -hmm. How hard have you tried? Because I think what you said, Jody, was you can't just gonna go fly by the seat of your pants and think you're gonna hire someone just by putting one ad up on a job board. You had to really dedicate some time to do it. And I think that's where you can kind of come in because a lot of the business owners, they're small companies. They don't have time. They're out there working on their jobs, chasing leads. They really don't have the time to do all of the things that you've talked about so they can just hire you guys to do it. That's what we're here for. Like I said, we're in business. Yes, everyone's in business to make money, but we're, we're also here to, our main goal is to help people. And that's awesome. why we do this. So if anybody would like to reach out to you to have a, uh, what did you say? An information session? It's a, or it's a, a, it's a recommendation. Recommendation session. session. How can yeah. they get a hold sure. of you? Um, just go to rapidhirepro.com. 
Um, there's a big green button right at the top look that says schedule that'll take you to a calendar um, so that you can go in and you can schedule it'll be a, a schedule a 30 minute call I'll have some questions at the beginning also on that there's a form where I'm going to ask you you know how many what type of positions do you need there's a check boxes I make everything easy so that I have a little bit of information I'm going to look at what you're currently doing so that when we get together I can ask you just a couple of clarifying questions and I'm going to show you in depth behind the scenes exactly what we do at rapid hire and how our system works so that you can have the information to be able to determine if it's something that might be a fit for you. Um, but it's rapidhirepro.com, the big green schedule button. There's also, if you scroll down the page, there's some testimonials down there from different companies that we, we work with. And like I said, I'd, anybody that, that schedules, it doesn't matter if you only say you need one person, I'm still gonna do the strategy session because I want you to walk away with good information. And that's free? Yeah, absolutely free. Yeah. Wow. So. If you do nothing else, you should book a call with Jody because he's going to give you a 30-minute recommend, hiring recommendation call for free. That's pretty amazing, Jody. Um, I, um, I said, it's, uh, it's, like I said, we want to, it's one of the things we want to do is for anybody that, can, you know, that, has, that has the need for hiring, we want them to be helped. So that's why we do it. And it is with me. I'm not going to pawn it off on a salesperson. I'm the founder of the company. Um, the other thing that didn't come up is like, you know, can we, you know, how much can we work? And we work with 40 different companies right now across the country and we have um, 15 employees ourselves managing okay. that whole process. So we use our own process to hire people too. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these good nuggets sure. of hiring. And, uh, you know, for those of you listening, visit rapidhirepro.com and schedule a 30 minute recommendation call with Jody. So thanks again, Jody. Appreciate having you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure.